Welcome to tonight's Connection and Relaxation series, 12 class series. Um, it is focused on yoga's ethical principles, the yamas and niyamas, as well as um, the entire series will be a preparation for meditation. So if that um, concept is something that's new to you, we're going to build up to um, the last two classes will be um, full seated practices. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I've been spending a lot of time learning about the purpose of meditation and what its benefits are. So as we go throughout the next, um, well, 11 weeks now, sorry, 11 classes, we'll get into um, a little bit of education about meditation. So tonight's class theme is truthfulness. And we'll be working with the extensor pattern in the shoulders, which is um, that drawing back or holding a lot of tension behind the shoulder blades. We touched a little bit into that with backlift on um, the first class. So we'll go a little bit more into shoulders specifically themselves. So we talk about the idea of truthfulness. And last week was um, nonviolent or non-harming. So this truthfulness is the ability to be real, our authentic selves, uh, to live from a place where we are our true selves. There's nothing to manage or defend, no masks to wear. Although it's not always pleasant, um, truth is trustworthy. So checking in from our first class, what did you notice about yourself in the last little bit of time? Were you able to just let yourself be? Did you practice telling yourself, I am enough? And how much pleasure and patience were you able to extend to yourself? Allowing yourself to sense into your mat, sense, sense into the weightedness of your body being held by gravity. Arriving to practice with the intention to spend the next hour just connecting to yourself. Feeling all the places where the body is making contact with the floor or the mat. The heaviness at the back of the head. backs of the shoulder blades, the connection points beneath the pelvis. I'm just noticing your mind here in this moment. Any emotions that might be present for you coming into class? Just letting yourself let go of any events from the rest of your day. Inviting the senses 
to start to notice what's going on inside the body. Noticing the backs of the shoulders. Just letting them be heavy. Each arm left to right side. Noticing how they're each held in space. Paying attention to even the subtle detail of how many knuckles on each hand are making contact with the floor or how many fingertips, depending whether your palms are to the ceiling or to the floor. Are the arms and hands held in the same or different position side to side? I'm letting this noticing travel down into the legs. Do the places the back of the body make contact with the floor feel the same or different right to left leg? Noticing where each knee, each set of toes is pointing in space. Seeing the entire body, head to toe. Noticing where the mind is drawn in the body as we begin practice. What's present for you in your thoughts? Your emotions? Many sensations of tension or ease in the body. Knowing that our ability to integrate life experience requires a daily reset of our nervous system. And this reset requires us to make contact with our body our breath and our mind. And when we can create these pockets of time and space to integrate life experience day to day, then we give the body a chance to release any tension patterns that we're holding in our physical bodies, as well as the emotional and mental bodies, so that we don't create long-term tension holding patterns and we can free ourselves from chronic pain. So starting to notice the breath. Quality of the breath in this moment. Is it shallow? And only in the upper chest? And can you make it full and deep? Inviting that inhale all the way down into the belly. 
Feeling the belly rise and expand. Thinking about the torso again as that container and the breath, the liquid that fills it. With each inhale, feeling the expansion into the belly, ribs, back, all the way into the upper chest. And as you follow this loop of breath, you notice any jerkiness or any shakiness in the breath in either the inhale or the exhale. Even noticing the sound that is created with the breath. Can you make the breath as quiet, as slow and easy as possible? Letting the breath be one continuous loop. Inhale, transitioning into the exhale. Exhale into the inhale. Like a stream of oil being poured between two vessels. Just letting that breath be sweet and easy. The nature of truthfulness is the ability to live from a place we are, where we are authentic to our calling. When you're born, your work is placed in your heart. So what is that work, your purpose? Are you living out the way your heart urges you to? The truth of our authenticity can sometimes carry guilt. When the need to belong to our group or our family comes up against our need to grow fully into ourselves, it sometimes requires us to make a choice to either sacrifice a part of ourselves to maintain our belonging to the group or risk the approval and support of the group by growing. These situations point out why listening to our inner voice to change, grow, move on, speak our truth, or to let go can be so difficult sometimes. Truth rarely seems to ask the easier choice from us. Much like now. This is a sacred time. This is exactly what the global event is asking or inviting us. This time of isolation can be a time of solace, of solitude to take advantage of the opportunity for internal connection, to integrate life experience, and to face the truths of what is and what isn't working to support us in the path that we want to go. Noticing in ourselves the difference between being real and being nice. 
is nice a way to seek approval from others. As you become aware of these situations where your inner voice is urging you to be your authentic self, simply take a moment to breathe. Notice the qualities of your breath. Taking a moment to pause and listen to what your heart is telling you. We're going to transition into our movement practice. So again, in inviting you to bend the knees and bring both feet flat onto your mat or the floor. Whatever foot distance apart feels stable and steady through the pelvis. And before even moving, just finding the bottom of your tailbone with your awareness. And if you were, had sensed that there was a dime at the very end of your tailbone between the tailbone and the floor, as you start to take your next inhale, think about how small the movement could be so you are just ever so slightly about to send that tailbone just to make contact with the dime. And then coming back to your starting position or neutral. Letting yourself find that movement in the range of three to five times. Sending a little bit more pressure through the tail into the floor with each pass. And as you inhale and press the tailbone into the floor beneath you, notice at which point the low back arch starts to increase enough where you can start to sense movement at the connection point between the back of the pelvis and the spine. And as you begin to bring that arch further and further up the spine, Noticing any sticky spots along the release back to neutral. And so as you find that hinge point where the spine rises out of the back of the pelvis, Thinking about each vertebrae as an individual pearl on a string. Each successive pass inviting another pearl into that sweep of arch. So then in your own time and speed, you make your way to bringing the entire back line 
into the sweep of arch with your inhale. Using the exhale to soften back to neutral. Allowing this movement to travel up all the way into the shoulders. But at the top of the arch, both of those shoulder blades squeeze gently towards each other, towards the spine. Feeling the expansion in the upper chest. And as you exhale, softening through the shoulders, releasing the spine all the way back down to the tailbone. And you can stay here. If it's accessible to you in your shoulders, you can bring both hands behind the head so that the elbows are pointed out towards the sides of the body, cradling the back of the head and neck. And again, with your next inhale, same movement, drawing the tail into the floor, inviting that expanded arch all the way up the spine. And at the top of the movement, the elbows press gently into the floor beneath you. The chin can even tilt up a little bit towards the ceiling, just the gentlest of contraction on the back of the neck. And then exhaling, easy does it, all the way back down to neutral and taking pause. Letting yourself find that one more full range of arch, incorporating the elbow press. Completely taking your time. Just letting the arms come back to the sides whenever you're ready. No rush at all. And as you pause here in neutral, connecting to that full container breath, checking in with the jaw, softening any tension. And again, bringing the awareness to the tailbone. We're going to head in the opposite direction with that same smallness of intention, slowness and speed. Inhaling in neutral, and as you exhale, starting to draw those lower abdominal muscles, engaging the front line of the body to tilt the tailbone ever so subtly up towards the ceiling. Getting curious about just engaging the lower abs, and keeping the upper 
abs quiet. The first few passes, the spine is staying out of the movement. It's the smallest tilt of the pelvis. Even noticing if you have a one side of the abdominals that are stronger than the other, maybe it feels like as you're drawing in, there's a shift to one side of the pelvis or the other. Is there a side that wants to do more of the work? And pass by pass, inviting more of those abdominal muscles to come online. Sensing that low back arch being pressed gently into the floor beneath you. that front line contraction come all the way up into the heads of the shoulders the top of the contraction heads of the shoulders curl in towards each other or up towards the ceiling engaging the upper chest muscles letting your inhale release you back to neutral You can stay with this movement or to bring more load, you can also bring the arms, or sorry, the hands back behind the head again, cradling the head and neck. The next time you come in to pressing the low back into the floor, tilting the tailbone up towards the ceiling, inviting the full engagement of the abdominals to come online. Points of the shoulder, sorry, the points of the elbows point towards the ceiling. Cradling the head, coming into the smallest of crunch. And just pausing there and a little bit of contraction, exhaling and coming up just a little bit further. And then the slowest sweet release out. Paying attention to where any of the stickiness shows up along the release. You might even notice the shakiness start to show up as you come into that uppermost part of the curl. Letting yourself find that full expression. One or two more times.
when you come to full release, allow yourself to pause, take a breath, and then head in the opposite direction, alternating between the full expression of arch and the full expression of curl one more time in each direction. Allowing yourself to come to full release. Sending the legs out long, the arms alongside the body. And just allowing yourself to take a soma scan. Head to heels. Noticing any shifts since the beginning of practice. If it feels good, you can keep your legs extended or if you know your low back feels better with your knees bent, feel free. You could even, if you had a bolster or blanket and you know you like the sensation of it behind your knees, we're just gonna work with the shoulders for the next 10 minutes or so. So whatever serves you best to keep the lower body quiet. If you're listening to the recording and you carry a lot of low back tension, this practice can be done with legs at 90 degrees over a chair or a coffee table or up over the couch. And here on our backs in supine, bringing our awareness to our right shoulder. So if it's available to you, you can turn the palms facing um, towards the ceiling and it de-weights the arms a little bit. We don't have that inclination to push off with the palms. So letting your low back find nice connection. You feel really stable, steady, and still through the back of the pelvis. Taking a deep breath into the belly. Softening the jaw. And with your next inhale, starting to let the head of the right shoulder rise towards the ceiling. Just noticing any tension that might show up in the right side of the neck. Working in your pain-free range of motion. And as you exhale, letting that right shoulder come back to rest on the floor.
Getting curious about slowing down, smoothing out any jumpiness that might show up along the release. Aiming towards a little bit smoother, a little bit more controlled release with each pass. And in addition to the right shoulder rising off of the mat, the next couple of passes start to send the nose towards the right shoulder as the right shoulder lifts towards the ceiling. Just gentle contraction. And then as you release, allow the nose to come back towards the ceiling. One more time and then let that right side find some stillness. Just checking in where you can sense your right shoulder held in space and if it feels different than your left. And then keeping the head steady, switching into the head of the left shoulder for the same exploration. First three passes or so, just the left shoulder coming into the lift. Does this left side have more or less jumpiness than the right side did? As you head into the next few passes, incorporating the nose towards the left shoulder with that left shoulder lift. As you're incorporating the head into the shoulder movement, just noticing if anything's showing up on the opposite side of the neck. And if there's any pain or pulling, just making the movement slower and smaller or not including the head at all.
Letting that left shoulder start to make its way back to the floor. Finding a full release, belly breath. And two times we're gonna bring both shoulders at the same time into that lift. Head can stay supported on the floor. I'm curious about the ability to find a smooth and controlled release of both shoulders at the same time. Taking pause. And we're gonna send the fingertips towards the ceiling. So both arms extending out above the body. Fingertips towards the ceiling or the knuckles, depending on whether you're used to holding a TheraBand or not. And we're gonna start with the right side. So just sending the knuckles of the right hand towards the ceiling. So feeling that right shoulder blade slide away from the spine, knuckles pressed towards the ceiling or finger, fingertips reach towards the ceiling, depending on your hand position. Easy does it, letting that right side find release. Staying with the right side for two or three more passes. And letting that right side take a break. And transitioning to three or four passes of the left hand towards the ceiling. Noticing with this higher load, any differences in ability to find that slow and smooth re release side to side. And 
The last piece of this is we're gonna send both hands towards the ceiling. Two more times. Looking for that coordinated release. Both shoulder blades back towards the spine. Both shoulders back at rest on the mat. Whenever you feel complete with that, allowing the arms to come back to rest on the floor. Taking a moment to connect with an internal body scan. So we give ourselves, our brains, the opportunity to integrate the explorations can notice and connect to those new positions we're holding ourselves in space. The work of somatics is really rewiring those neural pathways, those holding patterns. Because although we're doing really small movements, it's always important to remember to be really gentle with ourselves the next day to drink lots of water after class, Epsom salt baths, just know, noticing that any soreness that shows up the next day or so um, is a result of lactic acid being released from long held tension patterns. Just being gentle with yourself. So from here, we're gonna come on to your left side finding whatever you need to support your head so that the neck just becomes a natural extension of the spine. The neck is held in neutral. It's not curled too much up towards the ceiling or in towards the floor. If you notice that you carry tension in one side of the neck more than the other, even when you sleep, you're really mindful about propping yourself into your compensation pattern. For example, if you had a lot of tension on the right side of your neck, you may have a, you know, a propensity or a natural tendency to put a bigger pillow under the left side of your head. It actually props you into the pattern, which reduces pain, but Ideally, we would want to work to start releasing some of those tension patterns, but it always feels so good to put ourselves in there. We're starting to grow more and more into, where, into awareness of our bodies. So allowing um, yourself to find connection with your breath. 
all those parts of breath here inside line. Biggest difference probably being the sensation of the expansion through the side ribs. And the difference a full breath feels left to right side when you're laying on your left side. Allowing the right arm to rest along the right hip. Knees are at 90 degrees, like you were sitting in a chair, so that the hips, knees, and ankles are all in 90s. And if it helps to sense into the muscles that we're going to be using, you can put the left hand or the left fingertips into the right armpit. And start to send the fingertips towards the floor by your feet or towards the wall by your feet, the end of the body. Feel those muscles under the armpit engage as you depress the right shoulder towards the hip. And letting that soften. And doing that two or three more times. Reconnecting to the movement of the depression of the right shoulder. about those muscles that connect the side body from armpit to hip crest. And as you're doing so, just being mindful about any tension that might show up in the head and neck. Can you let that head be heavy into the support beneath it? Letting the upper body make its way towards stillness. Taking pause. And with that top right hand, sense in, find your hip bone and find your bottom rib on the right side. Even extending the pinky, so the pinky is touching your hip bone and your thumb is touching your bottom rib. Just sensing into that space in the side body. Normally I would get you to find your hip crest, but we'll try this experiment of so keeping the pinky on the hip and the thumb on the lower rib, and then starting to draw that hip bone towards the armpit. Feeling that space between pinky and thumb shorten as you contract into that side body. And as it releases, feeling that space expand.
And as you come into this contraction on the right side of the body, just noticing any sensations that might be showing up on the left side, the side that's at rest on the floor. So as we're contracting the right side body, that left side body is naturally lengthening. And we're going to combine those two pieces so it can help again to put the left hand in the armpit if that serves you. And continuing to find that space between hip crest and lower rib, drawing those two connection points together. If it's helpful to hinge into that side body a little bit more, you can use the top foot as a lever. So the knees stayed glued together. Just that top foot, the right foot starts to lift away from the bottom foot. One more time into the full pattern. And then as you ease out of that, allowing the top leg to extend long, straight down beyond the glutes. And if it's available to the shoulder, the arm can extend overhead without forcing a stretch, but just breathing into that space of the right side body. And even as you inhale, feeling the space between hip crests and lower ribs rise and fall. Taking a moment to transition onto your back, allowing yourself the time to scan, contrast, and compare that right side body versus left. Even bring the pinkies of both hands to the hip bones and the thumbs to the lower ribs and just breathe into those two sides. I feel like you can take a fuller breath more on one side than the other. you've ever been in a uh, car accident or had any kind of fall or trauma where you've um, you've had to brace yourself on one side or the other side curl is a really great um, practice for undoing or unwinding some of those holding patterns that we have 
even just naturally standing. Uh, if you are standing a lot during your job, we tend to send more body weight through one leg versus the other. So there tends to be more of a contraction pattern in the side body of that leg that we are grounding down through. So for most right right-handed people, this tends to be on the right side. So you can transition onto the other side so that you are now lying on your right side body. Again, setting the legs up, same position, 90 degrees, supporting the head. Left arm comes alongside at rest over the hip. You can sense into those upper chest muscles using the right hand and the left armpit. Same way, three or four times, sending that left hand down towards the end of the body. Letting the shoulder, the upper body soften out of the movement. Connecting into that side body space between hip crest and lowest rib. And starting to draw the left hip up towards the left armpit. This would be like an easier or more challenging contraction to connect to on this side. What happens in the right side of the body as you bring the left into contraction? Is there a pulling or a snag? Or does it feel like finding the length is effortless? You're already allowing yourself to bring the upper body into the full pattern of side curl. Whatever version serves you best tonight. Whether it's arms alongside or staying connected to that space. The option to add the load of the top 
foot as a lever. As you ease out of that last pass, again, allowing the top leg to extend long. And the arm overhead, breathing into that newly created space in the left side of the body. From here, whatever is your preference, you can check in on your back or if you feel like you'd like child's before transitioning into relaxation or shavasana, your choice. Whatever you need to be comfortable. Again, I'll bring you into guided relaxation and then I'll stop the recording and you can enjoy as long as you want, cozy in your own space. If time is a factor, we are officially at the one hour mark now. Finding whatever position you need to be the most comfortable to bring your body to stillness. Reconnecting to the way your body feels connected to the surface beneath you. the places that feel most weighted or grounded. Any shifts or changes, whatever you sense and feel since the beginning of practice. Changes in the quality of mind or thoughts. Changes to the breath. If there's any more increasing sensation of ease, space, or freedom in the body. As we head into relaxation, 
Thinking of that breath again as the liquid that fills the container. As you inhale through the nose, notice the cool air touching the skin of the nostrils. As the exhale leaves the body, the slightly warmer air that leaves the body. You might even be able to notice which nostril is more dominant. Or maybe they both feel even. Letting the face, the jaw be soft. Fully surrendering those shoulders that we did so much work with. Really letting them feel that gentle pull of gravity. Like the full length of the back body is just melting into the floor. The front of the body melts into the back of the body. Bring to mind that one thing that truly sets your heart on fire. Whatever the activity is or the person or place or thing or meal, animal, whatever you're spending time doing when you can totally lose yourself in the moment. It feels like time is standing still. Maybe it's picturing your favorite horizon, your favorite location. Whatever is tied to your passion. Notice your surroundings when you're in this place. The smells, the sounds. sensations of touch. Wherever you are when you are in your zone of genius, your place of joy. Notice how you feel. Sensation of energy throughout the body. Notice your breath. How authentic you feel here. Like you're right where you're supposed to be. Feel fully into all the senses of that freedom. <laughs> 